0: What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing episode two of Loki. The episode title is The Variant, so I think we can kind of surmise what this episode is going to be about. So I'm going to start this episode off a little bit differently because before we started recording, Lori had something to say about this episode that we are looking at her like what
1: <laughs>
0: you said you didn't really care for this episode lori right
2: i found it boring i didn't like it i don't like female characters of traditional male characters when they make no damn sense except for green lantern i don't like a female thor i don't like a female loki i like frog thor frog loki that sort of thing when it's like the animal because they're having fun but other than that not a fan you know you why know,
1: it's a, it's a- Cause you're sexist. That's what it is. You're yeah,
2: sexist. Yeah, I'm, I'm sexist. No, I just, I just don't like it because to me, it's always been sort of like a, a, a tongue-in-cheek joke in the comic books, and I've always had a problem with female Loki because I've always thought oh, that's just funny. I, I've always thought that female Loki was just a little bit too smug and a little bit too much, you know, too smug, and I just not a fan. I mean, I love Loki. Uh, I love his daughter, hella, but yeah, not feeling
1: it. His daughter is hella cute. <laughs> I see what you did there, sir. <laughs> That's cute, Lori. Okay, I understand because there was not a lot of action in this in this mm-hmm. episode. There was a lot of Loki sitting and reading things and being in a library, and it being kind of boring. I can I can see that and I can understand it. But I, I really I kind of clung to the moments, the moments that I kind of I've kind of been waiting for, like the, the showing of two of two things that are in Georgia that got me overly, overly hyped. Marriott. Of course, the Marriott and the Georgia Festival. Renaissance
0: Festival. Yep, mm-hmm.
1: they sure showed it. And, and what really excited me is how Loki figured out where Lady Loki was hiding. And that that actually opens up the series to a lot of a lot of scenes where you can where they can visit certain different different places where she could be hiding. And I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. But I can I understand why why you are okay let me just say okay, let me just uh okay. It's no it's a known
3: fact that I am the action guy. I want to see some action. And, uh-huh. and to be honest with you, I actually like this episode. Really? I really, I really like this episode. And the 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 part of me, the thing that appeals to me about things like Harry Potter and other things is the mystery aspect. And there was a lot of to me sort of mystery in this episode. Them trying to figure out what's going on. Loki doing some research. Him and Loki working trying to figure out something. I like that aspect of certain shows because the mystery kind of appeals to me. There was something they were trying to figure out and they needed to do research to do it. And it was kind of entertaining him and Mobius going back and forth about it. And mm-hmm. even though there was some action in this episode, it wasn't a lot, but I understand what you're saying, Lori. It's just that for me, I actually thought this episode was better than the first episode. It, to me really? to me like it built on the last episode. It gave me something mm-hmm. that that was kind of different and kind of refreshing to me. Like it wasn't action packed and it wasn't them just standing around doing exposition. There was actually a purpose and and like a goal they were trying to accomplish. So I uh, so I kind of like that about it.
1: Also I think this sets the this sets the whole series up to be the more cerebral one of the three. Like this is the one where you where people are actually gonna have where you're gonna have to it it makes you think more or try to think along with the characters to figure out things. I think that's where it's
0: and see that's the thing about this episode that got me like it got me interested, but also at the same time, this episode made my head hurt <laughs> because you because you're talking about all this stuff regarding the time travel and the variance and what this does if you do this and it was just one of those things where okay and we've talked about this before because this is not the first show that we've dealt with that has to do with time travel we talk about all the complexities that come with time travel and how does this affect this and so i'm watching this episode and i'm just like I'm gonna have to wa- rewatch this two or three times because there was so much going on. And I'm sitting here trying to understand it. And then at the same time, like I said, I'm trying to think about how everything that's happening in this episode, if it's going to affect Loki and the stuff that we've already mm. seen in the MCU, I'm and I'm just sitting here like, I just it's it's one of those things see, again, see, I, my brain hurting too hard. And I and I know that's that's why I was like I need to go back and just watch it and just and be like okay don't think about everything else just think about the show in the moment that's what I do. Because the person
3: I live with, whom I'm religious about marriage, she did the same thing. She's like, how does this relate to like the greater MC? That's stop, stop right there. (laughs) Don't do that. Just watch the show. And take it for what it is because what we have learned from the previous two series is that right it it doesn't seem to be something that's going to affect the MCU. they're not going to give you but
0: we already know that it is like this i'm
3: saying i'm saying they're not going to give you enough to make it feel like it's that significant like we're not going to know until it's over how it's going to affect. So you can't try to think about how it's affecting what we already know. Don't worry about it. Just watch right. Just watch it and, and deal with it. Because they almost got me in the first episode when he talked about the madness of the multiverse. I was like, oh my God, Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness. And he talked about in quantum energy, oh my God, quantum mania. No, stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> take a deep breath. And just, next
0: thing you know he's going to be giving out theories <laughs> right
3: you just
1: have to stop take a deep breath and just live in
3: the moment you just let, let it play it. out
1: let, let it happen naturally out. just let whatever happens happen naturally and don't worry about trying right. to jump. don't try to figure out, out to how it's going to set with.
3: up stuff later don't figure out how it fits and what's already happened just stay in here stay right here in this little <laughs> What, what you, you have a 50 inch box and just stay in your 50 inch box for right now and just you're you're it just it's just take taking as it comes okay
0: yeah is, yeah this. i know but um, I, I had to
3: explain it to my i had to explain it to her just just take a deep breath
0: okay i i feel her i feel her <laughs> but the other thing was um okay so i've heard talk of lady loki and you know we, we are going very much out of order today but that you know that is who the variant turns out to be and You know, I wasn't bothered by the fact that they brought her in because one of the things that we know that has been established about Loki in Marvel canon is that his character is gender fluid. They also confirmed that in the first episode in the credits, because when you see Loki's, um, Loki's file, it has his gender listed as fluid. So... With Lady Loki being introduced in this episode, I actually went to look up some information because of, again, I'm not the comic book person on the podcast. So I had heard of Lady Loki, but I wasn't really, you know i'm I'm not very familiar with her background. So I'm sitting here thinking that she's an actual separate person. And it turns out no, no she and Loki actually are Loki. actually the same person like it's not a female version of loki it's not a gender bend of loki they are actually one in the same and it it, is just that loki throughout his life has um you know there there are times when he presents as male there are sometimes when he presents as female but it is the one in the same person so that aspect of it was really interesting to me because i was like okay I want to see how they're going to do this in this show, because granted, we know that right here in this show, the way that they've seen each other, they are kind of sort of two separate people here because, you know, she's from, I, I don't know, how, again, I don't know how this works. Is she from another timeline? Is she, you know, I, I don't know how that works, but I'm curious to see how that goes. The only issue I had with Lady Loki was that they didn't make her dark haired like him. Like even in the comics, she's literally a female version of him. Right. So she's but she's, she's much snarkier and bitchier. Well, I think they were, is what
3: like, I don't like. Trying to make sure you understand that she's a different version. Yeah. Which is Why I, yeah. I think they went with the blonde hair. Now, as far as like what you're saying about different versions, like she's she's from a different timeline, but it's, mm-hmm. it's still Loki, just in a different it, timeline. Yeah. So okay don't try to think of them as different versions just think of it as it's it's loki it's just another Loki, but it's not yeah. a separate individual loki it's just it is loki mm-hmm. just always just just make it keep it simple and just think of it as it's is another it's just loki it's,
0: just- it's the same person occupying the same space which is weird well i um, not they occupied. They're
3: not uh, in the same. No. Space. Okay. I
0: should, say, I should say not not the same space per se, but they're existing in the same moment. But let's let's just put it this. Yes. Place. Let's
3: just put yes. this. Yes. They hold on. Hold, it it the, the variance. See this? You're getting you gonna make me pull out my soapbox about time travel. <laughs> but but you you have to remember the that the the the, uh, the time variance authority exists outside of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: So it, it exist outside of time. So when they're dealing with variance, when they pull variance into into the time variance authority or the time, whatever it is, uh-huh. the whatever variance they have, it's not occupying the same timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, there is a time shift because she's not at she's not the same Loki that you see at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a Loki from a different time, right. occupying the same timeline. So that's how the doc, that's how Dr. Who gets away with it because he it's never the, the same version mm-hmm. of the person at the same time. Mm. That's why they're always doing things in real time because the things can get a little screwy. Mm-hmm. So I know it, it, I'm trying not to make your head explode.
0: No, because I, I, I just, it's it,
3: it's like, just remember that it's it's not the same Loki from the same time, right? In a okay. time
0: it, yeah, it's okay. a different.
3: It's the same Loki from another time in a different timeline
2: right but but my but my different time right and he is completely 100 percent correct my problem is is that in the comic book at least whenever lady loki shows up they never really get around to fixing whatever crap she does until way later than they need to it's like she shows up they she screws up stuff and it takes them at least three to four years to fix it so whenever okay. they want to bring out the actual Loki, Loki character, they always got to go back and clean up whatever crap she did. So yeah, that, that bothers me. It's more of a, okay. I guess you call it an aesthetic thing,
0: I guess you call it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing that I read about, like in terms of her identity and everything, apparently is really actually not, she's technically not Lady Loki. She's Loki. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be interesting, you know, but- I mean, like I said, I'm here for it. I I was just wondering, like, why didn't they make her dark haired? And then I thought about it. If they made her dark haired and put her in in Loki's costume, I think in my mind, when I think about a dark haired female Loki version, I'm thinking Lady Sif, like Jamie Alexander comes to mind for me. So I'm just like, yeah. okay, you know what? Yeah, maybe they needed to make her blonde to uh, kind of- Well, Lady Sif is a whole different, whole different thing too. And again,
2: I, I, I guess my problem is that I have issues with the way that Thor, except for the Walt Simonson run, they, they have issues with the female characters and they either make them either one extreme or the other. Hella is a good example. Lady Sif is an example and then when they do this whole Loki flip thing, it's it, it just bothers me because it seems that they can never get the characters right. And of course, you've got Jane, which we won't get into. I just don't like the way that they've done them over the years.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well,
3: I wonder if that I wonder if that's because they're it's they're men trying to write female characters, which has always sorted in one of those.
2: Hey, they, they got rid of Gail Simone early. That's all I'm saying. If they hadn't kicked her to the curb, you know, because she was doing some good stuff on Cable and Deadpool and, and Squirrel Girl, but, you know, she went to D.C., so... Okay.
1: Allow me, allow me to throw a monkey wrench and to confuse everybody. So,
0: <laughs> oh, as if we aren't already. No, as if I'm not already. So okay.
1: I've been doing my fair share of, re- of research on this episode, and what I found is that a couple of people have made the observation that they're talking, talking about why is she, why is Lady Loki blonde? So there are a couple of theories out that say. That because when when they were looking at their little little time things to try to find her, there was the name Sylvie. Mm-hmm. There is a Marvel character who is female, who is blonde, whose first name is Sylvie. That's the Enchantress. Enchantress has some of the same powers. Um, there's so there, there's some people saying it's a possibility that that's not actually Lady Loki; that it is actually the Enchantress because he does say, "Ooh, and the enchantment."
2: That's different oh oh that well if it's her then then it's a party right.
1: so i i just I, I just had i just decided to throw that out there to thoroughly confuse everybody because when i saw that i was like huh really that's kind of interesting but it all it all doesn't i mean you still got to figure out why she wants to get to the the time the time lizards or whoever the hell they are <laughs>
0: I'm laughing because that's what Loki calls them. Um
1: I mean they, they, technically they are time lizards. I mean, when you look at them and think about it, they they're time lizards. They're lizards and they control time. So yes. I mean, so I'm I'm just throwing that out there just in case it sticks because you know, I, I like theories unlike certain other people that are in the lower left-hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to like theories so there's that
0: oh goodness okay (laughs) (laughs) oh okay cool all right let's get started with this episode (laughs) so as we mentioned earlier the Georgia Renaissance Festival is in this episode and we actually start off there I'm looking at this thing and I didn't realize at first that it was the Georgia Ren fan I just happened to look I'm like wait I've been there like, hey, right. I know that dude. <laughs> you know, just those like
1: like hey, that's Palmetto, Georgia. What the hell?
0: So yeah. So anyway, they start out at this Ren Fest and it's supposed to be actually in Oshkosh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, in 1985. And you have the TVA coming in, just totally like one of the things that trips me out about the TVA when they arrive places is like just because they know that they're going to end up resetting things, they just give no regards. Like people are looking at them weird. Like, hey, you guys are out of costume. Are you guys cops? And they're just like ignoring people like whatever and continuing to do whatever. And I'm just like, so what if something went wrong? What if you guys weren't able to reset the timeline? These people are just going to look like, hey, this group of folks just appeared out of thin air and just aren't they not supposed Mm -hmm. to do that? Like you're supposed to be inconspicuous, right? right. That's no,
3: you doing. answered your own
1: question. They're gonna reset the timeline anyway. So happens? it doesn't matter. That,
0: what happens if they don't?
1: But they do that's Every their time. purpose. It's like they're gonna get their that's their they get their little minute black bomb and hit it, and everything's gonna go back to the way it's supposed to be, and yeah. that's it.
0: Yeah, but and, you know, and, if you're getting if you're getting killed by a variant Loki, then chances are you might not actually get to do that so. You know, I like I said, this episode it was good, but I did have questions about certain things. Like, okay, so we already know this group right here that comes in, they're looking for the variant Loki. They actually find him, and we don't know. Of course, uh, we don't get to see their face. It's still a hooded Loki, and they pull this whole um, the little mind control thing on the lead soldier or the lead um, officer, and she starts killing some of her own people to the point where everybody's down and then she gets kidnapped so it's kind of like okay if if the reset charge doesn't happen like what happens at this point
3: right but every time a team has been taken down another team has showed up and and reset the timeline. But
0: line. they almost missed it this time every because of Loki it, stalling, Every but. episode
3: <laughs> because of Loki, but but even in the last episode, they went to Oklahoma and they reset the timeline. So they you can always count on them, you know, following up on a team that's not that when they're so here's
0: to. my other question. What the hell is so great about Oklahoma? We've seen it twice in this variant Loki's travels. We've seen it once in the future, and then we've seen it now once in the past. What's so good about?
3: Well, in the comic. Oh, no, books- I'm
0: sorry. This is Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Never mind. Well, we cross-
3: in the comic books, um, mm-hmm. when Asgard was "quote unquote" destroyed after Ragnarok, mm-hmm. it it ended up being in Oklahoma. That's what that's what Thor put it. Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. So.
2: And didn't and didn't Speedball lose his shit in Oklahoma? Sure did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is
3: it about? I mean, because when shit happens, there isn't a lot of people It, le- it
2: let it, Speedball it into the Civil War, it, but that's a different when, thing. When but shit, yeah, Oklahoma is shows problem. When shit problem. happens, yeah.
3: it's not like a whole lot of people are going to get hurt. Yeah. Right,
0: yeah. And it, they always okay. play yeah. It's, yeah. It yeah. in Oklahoma. It's better,
3: than, it's better than New York City. <laughs> or Chicago. <laughs> or, Atlanta or Atlanta
0: or Washington, yeah. D.C. Okay, okay.
2: Makes yeah, basically, basically, if anything goes south, they're gonna wind the up Thor can't
3: park Asgard in Brooklyn. You just can't. No.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oklahoma, Nebraska, sure.
0: Okay, so. that makes Kansas a little bit too, but mainly Oklahoma. Okay, that 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 makes a little.
3: I, I, I love Oklahomans. Oklahoma is a great place. You know, I've met a lot of people from um, Oklahoma. It, it's great. It's worth. Yeah. One of my
2: best friends is families from it, Oklahoma. It yes, a great gets, place. It just, just don't gets go down a
1: lot. I mean, you know, was like wind, <laughs> yes. wind rushing down the plains, Surrey's with the fringe on top, and tornadoes. What's not to love?
3: Yeah, in fringe debris, exiles. Whenever something major happens, it's
0: always yep, yep. Oklahoma, it's Oklahoma. Okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. It's
2: sort of it's sort of like a a a, a very bad joke.
0: Okay. Well, <gasps> like we said, um, this this TVA team they get lured into a tent. You know, they're following a time variant signature. They come into this tent they get ambushed by the variant um who ends up taking the lead officer hostage we don't know why but you know he or she at this point because we don't know who or what the variant is we just know it's loki so um you know he takes over her mind makes her kill her fellow officers and then knocks her out and and takes her hostage and it's just one of those where it's like okay this is this is an interesting start so we're we're taking hostages now what for then we get into the TVA and loki it it's so so weird seeing loki in a like shirt and tie and pants sitting at a desk like he's at work that was so weird but then it was even weirder that he's sitting there having a full-on conversation with Miss Minutes who appears to be like an actual I don't know she's not a recording like she's a she's still an animated character but she's existing in the same plane as Loki that was weird oh I was so for that, was that. Awesome. I was like oh my god it, it was, was so, so funny See, it, it,
3: was, it was funny but it wasn't weird to me because remember Loki is an Asgard where there isn't a difference between technology and magic I so this know. isn't something that's going to shock him, surprise him, or feel weird to him because that's, that was his life.
0: Right. His life. And I understand that. But it was weird to me because, of course, in the first episode when we meet Miss Minutes, she's part of a promo. You don't realize that she's actually a character until this episode. And she's sitting there talking to, you know, she's talking to Loki. And quizzing him on the stuff that he's supposed to be studying for the TVA. He's supposed to be, I guess, you know, um, he's reading up on the policies and everything about the TVA because, again, Mobius is going to use him to try to track down this variant. And so when he says to her, he was like, "So what did he say? Can you hear me? Are you recording or are you alive?" And she's like, "Uh, sort of both." I'm like, that. That's weird. And then he goes, he gets into this thing where he starts trying to hit her with the magazine. Why? <laughs> don't,
1: because don't. he's Loki. He's the god of mischief. He's creating mischief. He's being mischievous against the kind of hologram, the hologram clock lady. He's being
0: abusive.
1: You, you, you want me to blow your mind, Hanukkah? You oh, want to make Lord, you yes,
0: even
3: more confused? Yes. Well, she said sort of both. Because she isn't recording and she knows this conversation because she has already had this conversation with him.
0: Yeah, I kind of figured that too, but it's just...
3: (laughs) He doesn't, maybe, he may realize it, but that's why he asked the question because I think he realized, wait a second, she already knows what our conversation is. This is why she's acting this way. There's an episode of Doctor Who where... Um, it was a very one of the really good episodes um, is it the one with the angels uh, what is it called Blink. Blink I think it's Blink where he was, the yeah, where he, was trying to, yes. he was trying to explain he was trying to talk to them yes. but it yes. was based he had recorded the conversation in the past Yep. based on yep. her responses and they, and, in the future so when she was watching the recording he was answering her right. questions so this is a very similar thing
2: no, 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 no. Was it? Yes.
3: It's confusing, oh, but yes.
2: I'll be right back. I need to ask.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So I, I thought that was a cute little, a cute little thing. I, I don't think it was a nod to Doctor Who, but it was very interesting. That she's like, uh, sort of both. I was like, I know exactly what that is.
0: Okay, gotcha.
3: But you're right though. Seeing him in a suit, is...
0: It's a little weird it's so weird it's the lot li- it's the library episode oh not okay like- so wrong one
3: okay yeah it was library. so
0: yeah it it's weird not not even just seeing him in the suit seeing him in a like an employee's uniform like thinking of Loki as part of a collective in that sense like oh he's traveling with other TVA agents Technically speaking, you could say he's working for them or he's consulting for them, but seeing him in the uniform, that
1: was weird. As opposed to being in Rich as Guardian Leather.
0: Yes. I'm used to seeing him a little more fancified up. (laughs) Right. I I liked it actually. I I thought it it was was just it was just very, it's so kind of sort of out of character to see him like trying to and He's not really playing the yes man, but in a way he kind of sort of is so that he can win an audience in front of the timekeepers. And so it, it's weird because we've seen Loki like with the Avengers, with Thor, there are times when he is playing into not necessarily the good side, but he's doing what he needs to do in order to get to gain what he wants. So this is not new. It's again, it's just new seeing it in this version because he mm-hmm. really has to cooperate because there are people there who are really like, okay, if you fuck this up, we're going to kill you. We're going to we're going to prune you. Right. And they actually have the power to do it. Like he has no power here. He doesn't he can't use his magic. He can't do anything that we know him to do to get out of sticky situations. And he's got a formidable foe in Hunter B-15. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, this is going to be funny because you know, he's still going to be Loki. He's still going to try to get around whatever rules they try to put in front of him so that he can get what he wants. But I love Mm -hmm. the way that Mobius um, just basically, he, he doesn't bullshit around with Loki. You know, he, he tells him exactly what he thinks. He called him a scared little boy in this episode. And he's just like, look, you're either going to do this or you're not. And these are the reasons why you can pick and choose whichever one you want. And Loki's just looking like, um, huh? Like, I think I like the way that Mobius is keeping him on his toes. But I still like the fact that even though this Loki is, trying to be a little more cooperative he's still Loki but let me tell you that hunter B-15 she has no time for him there was one part in the episode where they were getting ready to go look for the variant and Mobius gives him a pruning stick and as he's getting ready to put it in, you know, I guess like stored on his person, Hunter B-15 walks by and she snatches it and she was like, absolutely not and kept it pushing. I was just like, oh, Loki, you've met your match with this one.
1: Yeah, She she still owes him for him jumping her back and forth in the office with that little shot collar thingy. Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: And I mean, Mobius even said something about it because, you know, later on in the episode, when they're looking for the variant, they split off into teams. And instead of Loki going with Mobius, Hunter B-15 is like, no, he's coming with me. He was like, OK, fine. Try to keep. Uh, what did he say? Try not to lose your collar this time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, the shade. That right.
1: That's what you get. That's what she gets. But she. I mean, that was her fault. So, you know, it's all good she'll figure it out
0: yeah so um but at this point they figured out that the variant loki is in 1985 so they're having a briefing again they're about to take loki with them and he's got on the uniform and of course he's still being snarky loki he's still being himself and as he's being snarky to everyone, Hunter B-15 is like, turn around, let me see the back of that jacket. On the back of the jacket, it says variant. So it's kind of like, yeah, this is... So we don't forget what you are, you know? He's in there being snarky, but he's also... I feel like he's trying to charm his way into everyone's good graces. And it's not worth... If you look at the way these the, the TVA officers look at him, they look at him like, oh, I just want to prune you so bad. Like, they absolutely do not like him. Right. And, you know, I I don't know. So, anyway, they, they, they travel to 1985 and they appear in the Renaissance Festival again and they're having these conversations and one of the things about this episode that I liked is it does, there was a lot of talking in this episode like you said, Lori, but they were explaining everything to us and they were doing it in a way that didn't feel wasteful or it didn't feel like it was being mm-hmm. drawn out. Like right, they kept right, the action right. moving and and the conversations, the way that they were happening sort of naturally as they're walking, as they're, you know, going to try to track this Loki. The conversation seemed very natural. And at right. the same time, again, it's teaching us like basically what is, the whole point of this show, kind of, sorta, of, mm-hmm. you know? So right, so right. what is it that we're doing? How is it that we're tracking these people? And, and again, this episode also shows just how brilliant Loki can be. You know, we know he's smart. You have to be smart to pull off the shit that Loki has pulled off in the last 10 years of the MCU. You have to be smart. But we always see him being smart for his own selfish reasons and even though here yes we still see him being a little bit selfish it's still one of those things where he's trying to prove himself to people like okay i know you guys don't trust me i have to make you trust me because if you guys don't trust me we're not gonna figure this out and then i can't get my audience with the timekeepers. again still kind of selfish but at the same time he's doing the work
1: yeah i mean it's Mm -hmm. like yeah, I mean you the proof that he's really smart is like when they were going over the Loki's that they had already um that they they had already pruned. Like there were there were like five different kinds of Loki's, but when he was talking, he said that one of their powers is duplicate casting and he corrected them and said, or he said it's one to say he said either he said illusion projecting first or duplicate casting first. It's like one of them, but he corrected them and told them the difference between them like a allu-
0: yeah. Mobius said illusion casting, and then Loki said duplication casting.
1: Yeah. So illusion projection is depicting a detailed image from outside oneself, which is perceptible in the outside world. Whereas duplicate casting is recreating an exact facsimile of your own body in its present circumstance. It's basically a true holographic mirror of its molecular structure. So.
0: Then he says, But you already knew that.
1: Right. Exactly. You already knew that, right? (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like you said, he's showing off that he's more than just a pretty mischievous face. So,
0: yeah. I mean, they think they have him all figured out. And he's like, Okay, yeah.
1: No, you don't.
0: (laughs) And even with all the different Loki's, you know, one of the things that we learn is that all of the different versions of Loki that we will see in this show or that they've talked about in the show they don't all have the same powers Mm -hmm. so it's like their powers kind of vary throughout the different timelines or the different variants and that's kind of what made the uh lady loki at the end a little bit more interesting because whereas our loki has the power to control people's minds and make them do what he wants to do she actually has the ability to do that as well as she can also possess people it's kind of like what was the name of that uh there was a movie fallen
1: fallen with denzel washington yes i got that that that's what i thought
0: yes where literally lady loki can pass from host to host with just the touch and i was like oh this is gonna be some difficult shit because if she can do that and gets into a crowd they will never find her Well,
3: well she was she was enchanting them from hostels. Because remember the original, she was walking around doing things while her enchantment was being passed from hostel. Right. So it wasn't her being passed from host host, it was her enchantment being passed host to host.
0: Still, that's very powerful. Yeah, it is. And that's just a
1: little bit scary. That's a lot scary. I mean, and it's that like she could be ba- I mean, it's like I mean that was really a distraction since it wasn't her. It's like she can basically do that. And have it go from person to person, and just distract you. Like she can encircle you with a whole lot of um, in the circle of MMA fighters, and pass herself along, and have each of them kick your ass in a different way. And you'd be, and you couldn't do shit mm-hmm. about it. So it's like,
2: again, this is this is the problem that the comic books has for her because they never clean up what she does because of the whole powers set that she has. It, it, it's it's a continuous problem. I mean, the TV show, we'll, we'll see what's different down the road. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, here we go again. You know, I, I, I literally got irritated to no end. I mean.
0: Mm, yeah. But Loki asks questions once they get to 1985. And again, this is where we started finding out some information. He asked Mobius, he's like, why don't we just travel back to before the attack when the variant first arrives? And then Mobius tells him nexus events destabilize the time flow. This branch is still changing and growing. So you got to show up in real time. And then he starts asking, he's like, didn't you watch any of the training videos you were supposed to? And Loki's like, oh, well, as many as I can stand. And then later on, when they're, they're having a conversation about something else, he actually regurgitates what they're supposed to do. And he's like, I watched the videos. Again, he's, he's, he's being Loki but he's being smarter than they give him credit for because he's like, yeah, I'm learning all of this stuff because all of this stuff is going to be needed when I want to do what I want to do.
3: And, and, and another thing I think a lot of times people forget that Asgardians are pretty intelligent mm-hmm. people. Like, they're, they're Thor is considered dumb
1: by Asgardian standards,
3: <laughs> but he's still a little bit more intelligent
1: than their average I mean, he knows he, right. he knows how to like, talk groups. So, I mean, that in itself takes a lot of
3: right, right, right. And it take him long to figure out how to fly a spaceship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we and we have to assume that that Loki is on a slightly higher intelligence level yeah. than Thor, which you know, watching these deals is probably he can kind of halfway pay attention and pick up everything that they're talking
1: mm-hmm. about.
3: So, yeah, they they may think he uh, it, it would behoove it's probably a problem for them to not think that he's very intelligent and just assume that he's just malicious. Like, he's not necessarily always malicious Mm. or malevolent, but he is still pretty highly intelligent.
0: Yeah, yeah. But when they get into the tent where the earlier team was ambushed, they realize that the variant has taken a hostage. You know, one of the things that I... (laughs) This is an issue I always have to, but we know Loki is supposed to be quote unquote the villain. And we know that Hunter B15 has an issue with him. But when they realize that the hostage has been taken, B15 says something like, A Loki could never have gotten the jump on our officer. And Loki is trying to tell her, I think you're really underestimating what this Loki can do. And before he can even finish it, she's already cutting him off, telling them to fan out and search for the hostage. And then Loki starts looking around and we find out later that apparently this was supposed to be a stall. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But he notices some things about the setup. How everything was left, and he's telling them, "Look, you guys go outside this tent; you're going to end up just like them." He's setting a trap for you. And Mobius comes over to ask, and Loki says, "I see a scheme, and in that scheme, I see myself." And he starts telling them about the saying that they have in Asgard, and it it just basically, I'm not going to get into the whole thing line by line, but it's talking about fools and traps. Yeah, he said, "Um, you know, basically, I
1: got to I got to I got to
3: you always see a wolf's teeth before you see the ears. Right.
1: Yeah, where where there are wolves' ears, wolves' teeth are near. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just, he starts monologuing. He's like, "Oh God, yeah, he's stalling."
0: Yeah, but he's telling. It he says, "Be aware of your surroundings." Right. So of course, he talks about the gullibility of the Asgardians, which you know. <laughs> No, can we get it? You're not of Asgard, but you were brought to Asgard. You were raised Asgardian. You're you're fucking Asgardian. I don't care what your birth (laughs) says, but he talks about how gullible they are. And he talks about how he's always listening. And he compares the time variance authority to the gods of Asgard. He says they are one and the same, drunk with power, blinded to the truth. Those you underestimate will devour you you underestimate me just as you underestimate this lesser Loki. And he's talking specifically to Hunter B-15 here because again, she's the one who is very much against Loki. One, being a part of this mission, like she really thinks that he should be pruned like all other time variants who don't have any place. But if she really would just kind of hush and listen to what he's saying, yeah, he might be trying to trick you. But at the same time, what's the best way... To deceive someone, you give someone who doesn't believe you the whole truth, tell them everything that they need to hear, and of course, they're going to ignore it. And then everything that you've told them is going to come to pass because they were so busy being arrogant and being like, Oh, you don't know anything, that they didn't pay attention to the fact that, Oh, he might have been telling the truth. We see this all the time like, literally, he's telling you this is why you walk into one wolf's mouth after another. He's like, Every time you guys go chasing after this dude, you walk into the same trap and the same result happens. Your teams die. He steals the reset charge and you guys are back at square one. with trying to figure out where he is. She thinks he's just wasting their time. And then Mobius thinks that that's what they're doing. He's like, yeah, you're just wasting our time. And Loki is like, this is what he wants you to think. He wants you to think that there's nothing that's going to happen. We need to go find our guy. And Loki is like, that's exactly what he wants you to do. He is a trap. He's waiting outside this tent. So Loki is telling them, look, he doesn't want you guys. He actually wants me. He thinks that we're stronger together and that we can overthrow the TVA. And Mobius is like, so is that what you want to do? And he's like, look, I have a new purpose. I'm a servant of the sacred timeline. And I'm looking at this like, come on, Loki. You ain't a servant of nobody. You have an alternative plan. Mm -hmm. But he's not lying. He's telling him, look, I know his tactics. I can deliver him to you. But he tells him, obviously, he's like, look, I need some assurances from you. You can't prune me after I'm done. And I want an audience with the timekeepers. And he says they're in graver danger than we realize. Now, here's the other question I have about the timekeepers because we see like images of them throughout the two episodes that we've seen so far. And I've seen some of the fan theories online, even though I've been trying to avoid them. But even going and doing my own research, looking at stuff, is one of the timekeepers supposed to be King the Conqueror?
1: That's what a lot of people are saying that maybe. he's going to make an appearance in there.
2: Soon. Okay. We maybe see, I, I, well, there's a character on there that should be a doppelganger. I'm sorry, you said of, <laughs> of him that we've already seen, but I'm not going to say who it is. So, yeah,
0: it it is possible. OK, I was just wondering because I was like, one of those characters looks kind of familiar. And then I started seeing the fan theories and I was like. Oh, is that who that's supposed to be? And then when I looked it up, when I looked up King the Conqueror, I saw one of the images that they showed when Jonathan Majors was cast. I was like, oh, wait, are they supposed to be one and the same? Is this how they're going? And, and of course, I, I started going down. So is this how they're going to tie it into, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, OK, let me stop. Let me stop. I, I can hear Anthony in my head when I started going down. I was like, OK, no, nope, I'm going to stop. I'm going to just watch the episodes. But yeah, I was kind of curious about, okay, is that who that's supposed to be? And is that how we're going to get, you yeah. know, introduce him into the MCU? But uh, okay.
1: There are probably still going to be a lot of ties into future Marvel franchises later. Yes, I mean, it's, I mean because Kang is supposed to appear like he they de- make his feature debut in Quantumania. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we see him, then that's going to be... A major tie into that, right. but like we just discussed, like Anthony just said, don't try to look too <laughs> much into this because and just let it happen organically. There's no because there's no point in you in you looking at the statues and with with bated breath like it's king, it's king, it's king. No, like I, like, like I said, well, I wasn't
0: even looking at it that way. I'm, I'm it gonna say just, this: it, when I uh, looked I'm, at him, I was like, God, like that dude looks familiar. And i couldn't figure out why it looked familiar and then when i went to when i saw the fan theory i was like oh i guess they do kind of favor each other and i was like nope nope not going there because i could feel <laughs> i could feel one division happening all over again like oh wait is that mephisto i'm
3: going i'm going to save this and i'm not gonna
1: Mephisto was in the
3: stained i'm stained glass even already i'm gonna see this and I'm not ever going to say this again. I'm going to say this one more time and then I'm done.
1: You have a theory.
3: I don't have a theory. Marvel still has to pay attention to the majority of people that watch their movies are not going to be watching the TV shows. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to do anything that's going to confuse the people like my mother-in-law who only watches the movies. They're just not going to do it. They may hint at stuff, They may, you know, make side comments, but they're not going to introduce someone in a series on the television that they're not going to give you any information about in the movies. So I think someone like Kang, Uh they're going to introduce him in the movie. They're not going to introduce him in the series. And and I'm going to stick by that because I truly believe they know know who their audience is. They're going to appease us However they want to appease us, the people that watch, the die-hard fans that watch the TV shows, read the comic books, they're going to give us stuff, but they can't do anything that's going to confuse the people who only watch the movies because they're not going to be on board with it. They're going to be confused and they're going to just be like, well, I'm not going to watch any more of this because it doesn't make any sense to me. Just like the last time the people who only watch the movies saw Sam, he was given the shield and told, you're Captain America. So the next time when they see Sam and he's Captain America, they don't need to see all the stuff that happened in Falcon and Winter Soldier because to them, it's a seamless transition. He was given the shield and now he's Captain America. And, And so everything that happened in the series is irrelevant to them. And I think they're gonna do something similar with WandaVision, they're gonna do something similar with you know, what they got going on here. We, we're, only gonna, we're only gonna get what we need just for, to entertain us. So it's gonna start at zero, it's gonna go to 10 and, and right back at zero, because when the movies come out, the movies have to start at zero for the people who did watch the series. And that's it. I'm not ever going to say anything ever again about it. I'm going to leave it at that. And like Mike said, mm-hmm. like Mike said, we, you, we just have to go with it. And just, we we can't, I did not freeze frame, not one time. <laughs> I didn't do any freeze. Yeah. We're, we're not, not going to do any more freeze framing. We're not going to do any more comparisons. We're not going to go hunting for Easter eggs. Well, Easter eggs are okay. But we're not going to go hunting for hints, hints, about future movies, no matter what mm-hmm. they say or what they do, just not gonna do it because I, I think Marvel really screwed us all up with WandaVision and I think it was unintentional and I hope they realize that they they, they did that and they, and they catch themselves because you don't wanna whip us all up into a frenzy and get to a point where we're like, you know what? We're not gonna be bothered with the shows anymore because Y'all are jerking us around and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I can. I can and I don't do think that.
3: they did it intentionally, but I think they realized the mistake they made.
0: Yeah, I think, I. you know, I actually agree with you 100% on, on that. I think you're right. Yeah, it makes sense. It does make sense. Because if you, if you do that, you throw all these clues out there people start picking up people start theorizing and all this stuff like we did with wandavision and then you kind of yank the rug out from us and like oh yeah we we know we gave you all of these hints but yeah it really wasn't anything yeah I, th- I i think i agree with you people will be like well why are we even bothering with the shows which would be sad because these shows are amazing mm-hmm. if we just take them for what they for for what yeah, we this see take them yeah. take
3: them for what they are you know, yeah. like i say it's very similar to those uh pre-release comic books that come out or comics that come out right before a movie come out Mm -hmm. that that gives you like a little bit of a background but not enough Mm -hmm. to give away the movie. They do it all the time. Like with Star Trek there was a two or three issue series about Spock trying to stop the supernova. Mm -hmm. Well, we learned about it in the movie. The comic books doesn't really change anything. It just gives us more information about it. Like we didn't know that Geordi helped him build the ship you know, that they use in the movie, but it's not relevant to the movie, but it's a cute little piece of information.
0: Okay, you know? yeah. Okay. Now, of course, after this whole conversation, they leave out of the tent, going to search for, I think her number was C20, and they set the reset charge, and then we get a shot of the TVA where the timeline is slowly being reset. Here's another question I have. So we noticed... In Loki, and then also even with um, when Steve Rogers and Natasha found the digital Zola in the bunker, all of these computers, all of these systems that they're using are from like 40 and 50 years ago. Why is that? Is it because there's less chance of the systems being hacked, being taken over by AI, or is it just because...
3: The the Zola thing was intentional because he was trying to be on something analog. And he was already on there since, like, the 60s or 70s. Okay,
0: yeah.
3: Now, I can't... And I think they just maybe have, like, some nostalgia in the TVA, which is why you see a lot of old systems... And I think that's just I think that's
1: just It's just preference. it's just government, it's bureaucracy. It's basically if it's not broken, then keep using it. Do you know how <laughs> many do you know how many people how many companies still use dot matrix printers because they can still get paper, they can still get ribbon and it still works.
3: That is true. Our however,
1: yeah. uh, but however,
3: I don't know any of those computers from the CCs that'll be able to accommodate a hologram jumping into it and animating itself this is the, right this is the t- so oh. those are v- really advanced computers they just look this old. is the not I, I hate i hate to i hate to bring up doctor who again but he has versions of the tardis when you go inside they look ancient old and outdated but they're pretty advanced
1: it's just it's a style thing okay so you just have to go with it it's just a style thing also, it's the time variance authority. If something went wrong and they wanted to go and get someone in the future, oh wait, they can't do that because that would mess up a timeline. Okay, never mind.
3: <laughs> and we see later they actually have like a library catalog the librarian. They actually and they have like hard copy files all over the place. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it's just one of those things. And so and actually analog works better anyway. It's unhackable. To, to have stuff, well, yeah. In,
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking, like, OK, is, is that the reason why they have it? Because it's harder to hack for someone to come in and, and take over. You know, it's, it's harder for an Ultron to get in there and do some damage, you know, that sort of thing.
3: I, I would venture to say that I, I think if any any place where the power stones have no effect, Mm-hmm. I don't think Ultron is going to be able to hack anything in that. Place. Yeah,
0: I know it's not Ultron, but yeah, I'm, I'm but, just but, I, I, but I got
3: I, what you're saying. Yeah, it, But like I, I think it's, it's I think I think a lot of it has to do with just it, it works, and if it's not broken, don't fix it. Okay. And sometimes necessarily more advanced doesn't necessarily mean better. That's why they're sitting there with stacks of of paper on their desk because it, why reinvent the wheel.
0: Because that's a very, uh, (laughs) I don't know, I'm looking like that's a very inefficient wheel. Like every time somebody says something, a whole sheet of, first of all, it's wasteful. It's wasteful. Loki said the word what and they printed out a whole sheet of paper. It's wasteful.
3: You know what? It, it's all the it's all the production
0: designers' fault. I know, I know. It's well, all the I, 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 mean, I like the look at. I like the look of it. It's but pretty.
3: Again. It's cute. I think they wanted to give it like a steampunk feel because we am getting a lot of the steampunk feel from this series. Okay. And and I think that that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. And, and that's why it's like that.
0: But it's so funny to me because not only in this show, but I mean, even in real life, a lot of times, like. You have the generation now who, you know, we make a lot of jokes because the kids or the young adults these days, they don't know what an A-track is. They don't know what a cassette tape is. They don't know what a VHS tape is. But then also with a lot of the trends, a lot of the trends always pull from the past to be popular you know you have this cycle of where things get popular again you know a few years back bell bottoms came back and now you know people are making they're actually making accessories that look like old cassette tapes and old um vhs and it's just so weird to me that in the past we're always looking to the future but then in the future they're always looking to the past to mimic the past I just think that's so interesting that that happens not just in fiction but also in the real world.
1: Yeah I mean look at look at um Bruno Mars and Anson Pack made a song that could have very well fit in the 60s or 70s and everybody's like oh my god what is this? I'm like y'all just don't listen to anything do you? I mean it's basically basically a Holland Dozier Holland song. It's like a best a song that would have fit well in the past but people are discovering now and they're like oh that's awesome so yeah you're right
0: yeah but anyway so after they leave 1985 Mobius goes into Judge Renslayer's office to have a conversation about the failed mission and you know she's questioning Mobius about why are you so gung-ho about working with this variant and stuff and is it just me or does things seem to be a little more I know that they're supposed to be friends as well as she's his boss, but I don't know. There's something interesting about their relationship, their friendship. I don't know if I want to say that there's like an undercurrent of that there may have been something there between them. Yeah, it's something. I
1: I felt it. It's definitely something. But but the way he... he, But
0: But it's not... I don't want to get to the point where every show that we're looking at, I'm always looking for that underlying thing because again, y'all know me, a relationship doesn't have to happen in order to make characters interesting or to make a show or a plot interesting. But just the way that they kind of spoke around each other, I just felt like, okay, so were they a thing before? And then something happened and then she became his boss. And then like, it's just one of those things where it felt a little more,
1: Personal. It kind of seems that way because the way he was talking about her new favorite, I'm like, hmm. And he, right, the way she said, put a co-, where she she was telling him, put a coaster under his glass, it was like those are all your all your rings. I'm like, that just kind of breeds familiarity. Like he, like he, he feels really comfortable doing things like that around her. And it's like he just kept mentioning her new favorite, and that's just like, yeah, that's a that's kind of a thing where he's he's kind of he's jealous but he's not really jealous but he's still trying to figure out if her new favorite is actually a new favorite. So, I kind of think it is.
2: There's a relationship there but it's not a romantic relationship and I'm not going to comment further. <laughs> okay. There there's no booty call. Mm.
0: No, I and and I don't even I wouldn't even go so far as to say that's what I thought it was, but I, but like, maybe there was some interest at some point or they had feelings for each other. And I don't know, it was, there was something that he said kind of sparked that thought in me, but they're having this conversation. She's talking about the way that they actually just kind of screwed up the whole mission. And, you know, he's telling her, I understand my methods are controversial. And she's like, you're towing a dangerous variant into the field. That's very controversial. And he's telling her, he's like, look, there are some things that I'm finding out from this Loki about the other Loki that will help us. We know that he likes to stall for time. Eventually we're going to catch the other one doing the same thing. He's like, understanding this Loki helps me get closer to the one that we're chasing. And then she says something like, look, I know you have a spot for broken things, but Loki is an evil lying scourge. That is the part he plays on the sacred timeline. And then Mobius says something. He said, well, maybe he's tired of playing that part. Sometimes you want to mix it up. And that's one thing we do know about Loki. Loki does not like being predictable. That's one of the things that kind of makes him him. Like he doesn't do what everybody else says. He doesn't always do what other people think of him. The stuff that he did in the films where he actually helped out his brother instead of fighting against him, that was kind of unexpected for Loki. And sometimes he did it, I don't know if I want to say out of the goodness of his heart, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel like he does it specifically so that people can say, oh, I didn't expect that from him. And he keeps them on their toes. I mean, that's like the whole... I mean, if, if it's, that's it's, not mischievous, it's, I don't it's know. Being,
3: what it is. It's being unpredictable.
0: It's being mischievous.
3: Yeah.
0: You know? So this was the other question I had. And and this is again gonna jump towards the end of the episode. So while they're in there having this conversation, Mobius asks her, How old are the timekeepers? And she says, You know. He's like, No, I don't know because I've never met him. So that kind of for me shows where he is on the totem pole of the line of importance within the TVA. So my question is, if you have someone who is an analyst like Mobius, who I'm assuming is a step above the officers and like the, the hunters, how is it that another hunter, the one that was taken captive, you know, when we, when we do find her towards the end of the episode, she's kind of mumbling Like, it's real, it's real, it's real. And then she tells them when they get ready to call for medical, she's like, no, I gave it up. I gave up their location. I told them where to find the timekeepers. How is it that a hunter?
3: Did she say where or how? I think she said how to find the timekeepers. But
0: even even so, even if it's how, how does she know that if even Moby is like- He didn't
3: say how, he just said he's never met him. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean she met them. They may all know how to find them, but that doesn't mean they they have license to actually right. go do it.
0: But I get,
3: those are I those mean, are two different, completely different things. Like she said he may the know
0: keepers where they are. She told them where they are. So, okay, but that,
3: but then just because they know where they are doesn't mean they actually did. Like Mobius may know where they are, but he hasn't he hasn't been given permission to go see them. Okay. So then
0: here's my question. The timekeepers are supposedly the most powerful beings in the universe, correct? Mm -hmm. They're the ones who control everything. Why is where they are or how to get to them? Why is that common knowledge in the TVA? Is that not something that should only be known by like the upper level personnel, like Renslayer should know? Yes. Mobius? No. Definitely a hunter? No. That's almost like everybody in the United States knowing where the president's hideout is if some kind of major attack happens. Like, we know there's a secret bunker. We don't necessarily know where it is because, of course, we have ideas. We know that there's a secret bunker here. We know there's a secret bunker here. Do you really think they're going to tell us the real place where they take the president? No.
3: Well, then she may not know the actual real place either. Like, we know there's a bunker at Camp David, and we know there's a bunker under the White House. We know there's a bunker at NORAD. But there could be a bunker somewhere else that we don't know about. So she may only know the one, she may only know the location where they all think they know where they are, but they may not actually be there.
0: Okay. You answered your own, you answer that, your own like...
3: question. So that that's the other possibility that there may I still, there still may be a chance that just because they know doesn't mean they actually go do it. Like, I may know that the president is downtown on mm-hmm. a certain day, but I'm not from no one told me I could do it and I was told not to do it. So, I'm not going to do it. So, it could be common knowledge, but no one has license to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have permission to do it. And it may not be an easy thing to do anyway. Just because, you know, they're at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I know that's where the president lives, but I just can't walk up in there. Right. You know, I could go to the door and I can ask, can I go in? But I can't go to the residence and be like, hey, Joe, what's up, Joe? I can't do that. I mean, you could. I you know could where if he you, is. If you don't. Oh, I if could, you, but <laughs> I would be completely surrounded. You, you, you die seconds. of acute
1: lead poisoning in like, yeah, th- 15 seconds
3: right mm-hmm. so she could say oh yeah well the timekeepers at 1600 pennsylvania avenue everybody knows that but actually seeing them is something totally different okay They're, again don't think too you're don't think too hard
0: <laughs> but again i really can't help it because there's so many little things that come up in the show and it's kind of like but that doesn't make sense why would they do that and it's one of those things where I'm not looking for something to question or I'm not looking for something to be a deeper meaning of something else. But again, like I said, her knowing where the timekeepers are and telling, you know, telling the variant how to find them, that made absolutely no sense to me. Like, why would she know that information? And I'm, I'm assuming that's probably why the variant kidnapped her in the first place was to get information.
3: No, it was it was also a trap. Right? Well,
0: yeah, that too, but <laughs> it, it
3: because she could she already had the information from her and she could have done what she needed to do already. I guess because remember remember the whole per- well if I'm not mistaken they need to go back and watch the other the first episode the whole purpose of the timekeeper the whole purpose of the TVA is to maintain the sacred time mm-hmm. right I know we're jumping ahead but all she did. Loki, female Loki, mm-hmm. was do exactly what the timekeepers were trying to keep from happening, which is creating multiple, multiple time. timelines. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. So she created multiple timelines, which will ultimately lead to the destruction and a war destroying the sacred timeline. Right. Why? I have no idea why she wanted to do it. The only thing I could think of is to flush the timekeepers out. Like,
0: but see, that's the thing too. The
3: timekeepers will actually have to come out and do what they did before and put everything right.
0: Yeah. And see, I think towards the end, when she and Loki are having the conversation, you know, Loki is trying to appeal to her, like, oh, well, we can team up together. You know, I, I'm actually doing this undercover. I was trying to lead them to you so that I could find you and we could team up and da, da, da. And, you know, Loki's whole thing is he wants to. Well, he claims he wants to overthrow the timekeepers and become the most powerful person by taking over the TVA.
3: So she says, she says she gave away how to find them.
0: Where to find that's them?
3: What she, no, no. In her next sentence, mm-hmm. she says, I gave away how to find them.
0: The agent?
3: No, yeah, the agent. That's what she said.
0: Yeah, no, no. She said, where to find them.
3: No, no, no. Um, um, you're right. She said, I gave away where to find she said where to find them. And then in her next sentence is I gave away how to find
0: them. Oh, okay, okay.
3: So she yeah, she says, I gave it away to timekeepers where they are, and I gave it away how to find them. Okay. So she gave away how to find them, which I guess is essentially where they are, but not necessarily actual location.
0: Right. Okay. But then the other thing with Lady Loki, when Loki talks about taking over the TVA, she says that's not what she wants to do. She's like, I'm here for something different. And when he asks her why, she doesn't give him an answer. And I was, after we see what happens at the end where she, you know, she sets all the reset charges and it, like you said, it creates multiple timelines. Of course, from the first episode, we know that the timekeepers are going to step in. They're going to fix it and restore a sacred timeline. I don't know if it'll be this sacred timeline because things may have gotten to the point where they can't reset it. So they have to squash everything, create a new timeline, right? I wonder if she's trying to fix it so that she is the only Loki, you know? That's what I was thinking like, okay, is she trying to fix it so that all the other variants are completely wiped out. And then she's the only one that's in existence.
2: Well, that, that, that is sort of kind of what she does whenever she shows up. Mm is that that seems to always be her goal is to be the the only one
0: standing so I, I'm not
2: surprised by that
0: so I mean so basically she, I mean like we said she is Loki because that's all Loki, Loki yeah. wants to rule he wants to be right dominant he wants to be the one in charge of everything and what better way to do that than one to make sure that you're the only one right and then yeah she, yeah okay
2: yeah again I, I I'm a little bored by it because I've seen it so much in the comic books that I'm like mm
1: you're so jaded oh my goodness
2: but that but that's just that's just me i yes i'm jaded i know but like i said i i I, i'm almost to the point that whenever i read a uh, Asgardian thor loki whatever comic book i'm actually going why just can't you bring out beta ray bill why can't we do something slightly different bring me uh frog thor you know i i get bored by it because they always trot her
0: out. I'm just so interested in this whole frog Thor thing. Like,
2: what the hell? <laughs> Walt Simonson run. Trust me, it's a great thing. It's it's it is, that and beta ray bill is some of the greatest stuff ever.
1: Frog okay. Thor was so weird. Thor was a frog was for weird. a while.
2: I know, but it was so much fun. So like Peter Porker. Peter
1: Porker. When Peter ah, when ah, was, ah,
2: remember when he was when he was a pig, Spider-Man was a pig? Those are those are classic. I, mean,
0: I didn't know anything about that until I saw Into the Spider-Verse. And I was just like, wait, what?
2: Oh, trust me, trust me. You
0: did not have a childhood unless you saw those two. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. But um, anyway, so Mobius comes out, and you know, he and Loki have their conversation where he basically calls Loki a scared little boy, and they are going into deeper into the TVA to do some research. And this is where, if you have ever, If you are from Atlanta and you have ever been to Dragon Con, it's one of those things. Have you seen the meme where people are like, it's the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing like, oh my God, there it is. That's us when we see this elevator, wherever we see this elevator, because this is the Marriott downtown. This is the main host hotel for Dragon Con. So we've all been on this elevator. We've all been on these floors. And so to see it so prominently, in this show like this is one of the main sets for the TVA I mean you even got the ugly uh brown street carpet <laughs> in there that's oh, see, where's the awesome carpet that I always see well see that carpet was removed several years ago and they replaced it with the ugly brown street carpet oh yeah and then I I think we've we've talked about the origin story for the Marriott carpet so there there were some there were some cosplayers who came dressed in Marriott carpet camouflage and they received the cease and desist from the carpet manufacturer and then all this stuff happened and then Marriott turned around and changed it so now like there is a small cult of the Marriott carpet that old um it's almost like a stained glass type and
2: they did they did some badges a few mm. years ago with that print on it for dragon con yeah
0: it, yeah it, it's, it's, it's insane it. and it's so weird because i yeah. think it would have fit in perfect in this show but oh, yeah, it, it doesn't really match the color motif of the tva the tva has a lot of browns and oranges and you know uh those type of earth tones so I guess but yeah it it's so funny that I look they could have left the statues there so we could see it when we go to Dragon Con this year that would have been awesome but I uh, you know those I statues know, were even bomb, though I know, I know that's not real I know I know but it would have been nice. It would have been fun. I mean,
3: you know those statues were.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I'm sure there's somebody, somebody within the Dragon Con community that can probably actually create those statues. Like they no, will they- 3D print those statues and put them outside right. the elevators for Con. No, you know
1: that you, you know there's a group, there's a group that has seen that as soon as they saw, it, they're like, on it, and went straight to their, straight to their garage and started, started working on it.
0: Oh, I would not be surprised if we saw that cosplay this year.
1: No, I'm, right. I'd be disappointed if we didn't see that.
0: Yeah, like we're, we're, we're going to see the timekeepers walking around Dragon Con. I already know it. But um, so going back to Mobius and, and Loki, so they're going to look through some files. As Mobius says, I need you to look through it with your Loki perspective and try to see what we can find out. And this is where Loki starts first of all, he's, he's reading through stuff. He's talking out loud to himself, like "Uh, the same thing that we do when we're doing research, we're in the library, we're not finding what we need. We kind of talk to ourselves and he gets shushed by someone else there. Then he goes to the librarian and like, like Anthony said, it's like a regular librarian. She's typing, there's card catalogs. It's, it looks like an old timey, like research library i got homesick watching <laughs> was, the whole damn thing because i i was the person on the desk see i've i've done the desk <laughs> thing and i've also you know been the person like i've done the library assistant thing where i was the one who was putting everything back on the shelves, mm, organizing yep. the shelves Yep, hey, and
3: that's, how, that. we
0: but, that, that's but, how we met but that's how we met actually Oh, geez! I, I was that's cool. I was the media parapro for the elementary school Anthony used to work at, so that's how we met. That's how I started. I also, you know, have a little bit of background in uh the public library system here too. So yeah, I was kind of feeling nostalgic with this. I I got fired for not shelving the books
2: because they caught me reading.
3: <laughs> Why am I not
0: surprised? <laughs> Why am I not surprised?
1: Nope,
0: not surprised nope. at all.
1: <laughs> that tracks. Yeah.
0: So anyway, Loki being Loki, he tries to get some files from the library. And he's like, yeah, I need everything you have on the Timekeepers. keepers. Um, that's classified. Well, I need everything you have on the TVA. That's classified. Okay, I need everything you have on the start of time. That's classified. He was like, well, what can I get? So she gives him one <laughs> file. Is. Very small file. But then when he looks at it, he notices that it's, another case file having to do with him so he opens up this file and there's a whole bunch of stuff in there there's like a map of something and then he pulls out an event inquiry form Mm -hmm. and it says the destruction of Asgard and again this has not happened in this Loki's timeline yet so this is a future event for him so he's reading about the destruction of Asgard and it says total planetary destruction, entire civilization annihilated. And I like the way they focus on Loki's face or specifically his eyes here. Because again, Loki, since he found out that he is not true Asgardian, he has really had a chip on his shoulder about, I'm not of Asgard. I don't care about Asgard. I don't care about Odin. I don't care about Thor. Like he's really try to come across as he doesn't care about these people that he does not belong to by birth. And then we saw in the last episode, just how much seeing the future deaths of his mother, his father, seeing himself fighting alongside Thor. We see how emotional that makes him. You know, it kind of gives us an idea that, yeah, Loki says all this talk, he blows all the smoke out of his mouth, but at the same time, he really does love these people. He's just angry. He's acting like a scared little boy. He's acting like an angry little boy. And when he's looking at this file and he's reading about the destruction of the planet, the whole race being annihilated, the number of casualties, you can see the emotion. You can see the tears when he's, he's trying to stay detached, I think, but at the same time, we see that it does affect him. But then he focuses on one particular phrase and it says zero variance energy detected. And at first I was confused why this was a big deal to him. I was like, okay, so that means that the variant Loki wasn't there on the planet, right? That's, that's what it means because whenever there is a variant, they pick up these traces of well, what is, they, they pick up the traces of their aura. I think that's what that's what their, they say. Their
3: called. temporal aura. Temporal
0: aura. Yeah, they pick up the traces of their temporal aura. So Loki rushes to find Mobius. And Mobius lo- is like, I told you don't bother me until you've read all the files. And Loki is like, I have. Every file? Yes. Again, this is where people underestimate Loki. He's like, yeah, you know what? I breezed through all that. Here, look, this is what I found. And so <laughs> he goes into this physical demonstration as he's explaining what he's found, he takes Mobius's salad and takes the salt and pepper and takes the soda. And he's putting all this stuff in the salad while he's explaining this. And this, this mess is funny because Mobius is like, "Um, you can just tell me what you're doing without taking my lunch. (laughs) And Loki's like, no, I need to show you what's going on. So basically what Loki has figured out is that the variant is hiding in apocalypses and, Mobius is like, which one? And Loki's like, any time in, in history, like all of them. And then he starts going into, he was like, are you familiar with Ragnarok? Yes, the destruction of Asgard and most of his people. I'm sorry. And Loki's like, yes, very sad, but try not to linger on it. So he starts talking about Nexus events happen when someone does something they're not supposed to do, right? And that's basically the short version of it. And then he says, and that thing that they're not supposed to do cascades into a whole range of other things that's not supposed to happen and so on and so forth until eventually the timeline diverges. And so he's talking about Asgard. And so he says, look, I could go down to Asgard before Ragnarok causes its complete destruction. I could do anything I wanted. I could let's say push Hulk off the rainbow bridge. You know that's probably <laughs> that's what he would do because the Hulk kind of treated him like a rag doll in the Avengers. Yeah, think just a little bit. But he says that I could, you know, I could throw Hulk off the rainbow bridge, I could set fire to the palace, I could do all of these things, and it's not gonna matter because according to the timekeepers, certain events are supposed to happen. And no matter what you do, that event is going to happen. So he could have gone down to Asgard and created a whole bunch of chaos, and it would not have changed what happened to Asgard because, according to the timekeepers, that was supposed to happen. Right? right. So this is where he realizes that the variant Loki is hiding in these locations where apocalypses are happening. Because he can go down there, he can cause chaos, he can do whatever he needs to do, and it won't matter. All of the evidence is gonna be erased anyway because those places will be destroyed and it will never cause any kind of variant detection because nobody's paying attention to that anyway because that place is gonna be gone. And he proves this by going to Pompeii. Now I would say this scene was so funny because he goes in, they're talking in Pompeii, and he's trying to, you know, he's trying to prove this theory to Mobius, and he goes to the townspeople he's like, hey, my name is Loki, I'm the, (laughs) the, what does he say? My name is Loki, Prince of Asgard, you guys are about to die, this volcano is about to blow, and I mean, he just starts doing all of this stuff, and Mobius is just looking at him like, okay, I think he's finally lost it, but again, as he's doing this, as the volcano blows, he's checking his little um, detector, and there's nothing, nothing. So this is where Mobius goes, and he tells Renslayer about this, and she, she hesitantly approves a mission for Loki, uh, you know, for him to go on this mission. They're, they're going to try to go find the variant and that's what ends up happening. They pick a future event in Alabama where a hurricane wipes out a whole town. And, you know, Loki, d- he determines that, okay, this is the perfect thing for him because this town has been abandoned, except for, I think it, there was this one warehouse that still had like food and supplies. He's like, he could go back and forth to that place As his base camp, no one will ever pay attention. No one would ever track him because that place Mm -hmm. is gone. There's nothing there. It is not important in the grand scheme of things now. So that's where they end up going and tracking. And this is where we come into contact with Lady Loki. This is where we find Hunter C20. And it just... It starts to unfold a lot of things. This is where we find out C20 has given away where the timekeepers are and how to find them. And then... What they do is, again, they're splitting up into teams. Mobius wants to take Loki with him, but Hunter B-15 is like, no, he's going to stay with me. Again, she doesn't trust Loki. And in this particular, um, w- when they go out on the timelines, Loki has his magic back because he's not restricted by the TVA anymore. So she wants to keep track of him just on the safe side because, you know, the minute he steps out of line, she's going to prune him. I don't know what it is that she's just so gung-ho she has to kill them. But anyway, um, so while they're searching, they actually find someone who is in this shelter. The shelter is in a it's in some kind of like warehouse type store that has like a nursery. And the person that's in there says that he's shopping for plants, and they're like, um, in the middle of a life-threatening hurricane, like, really, uh-huh. that's what we're doing. So that's when they realize that this person might be the variant. And when Hunter B-15 approaches this person, the person grabs her arm. You see a little bit of Loki type magic. The person, the guy falls to the floor and then Hunter B-15 turns around and addresses Loki as the variant Loki. And so I've talked before about how awesome I think Woman Masaka is yeah her as b15 as loki hysterical sure. because she got him down pat like she talked a mm-hmm. little bit like him not with the british accent of course but she talked a little bit like him and then she does the loki smile that fake hi and then loki does it and it was so creepy watching it like okay she's a little too good at that like she practiced that just a little bit too much yeah
1: she was really good at that man i was impressed
0: she, yeah she was. Anyway, that's when they start having a conversation about Loki is trying to, I guess, appeal to the variant Loki. Is, it's going to be so weird because I don't want to say Lady Loki because again, this is supposed to be the same Loki. So I'm just going to say Loki one and Loki two, Loki one being our Loki and the other Loki. So yeah, Loki one starts talking to Loki two and is trying to determine exactly what they're doing. And like you said, Anthony, the power that this particular Loki that Loki 2 has is that they can possess enchant, other people en- en- while enchant. still remain. Uh, excuse me, enchant. Yeah. Enchant. It, is that an enchantment though? It's, it's,
3: not a, a po- it's not a position though. Okay. It is an enchantment.
0: Yeah. It's not a
3: position because, yeah. she's because she's walking, walking right
0: around everybody. in her
2: own body. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, they play fast and loose with that. That was one of the problems that I had with uh, uh, Ragnarok, with the, uh, his sister, because they actually made her more of the enchantress in the movie okay. than Hela mm-hmm. But in reality, Hella is actually Loki's daughter. Okay. Instead of in, this, in the movie, they made it the sister. So I was like, well, why didn't you just, you know, you, you had the executioner? Why didn't you just do the enchantress and you would have been done?
3: In, in Norse mythology, she's Loki's daughter. Which is, mm-hmm. it was confusing for me
2: initially. Oh, you mean? But that's also in the comic yeah. book too, though.
3: Loki's weird because the Midgard serpent is also his child as well.
0: Mhm. So, mm-hmm. It's
3: a little strange. This is true. This is true.
0: <laughs> yeah, but while so while Loki is having this conversation with himself, um, he actually changes bodies a couple of times. So he gets into one of the store employees. And then gets into another guy, big burly guy. So anyway, while they're talking, Loki one says that he has an offer, and he says, "You know, I plan to overthrow the timekeepers, and I could use a qualified lieutenant." First of all, you are telling yourself <laughs> that I want you as an assistant. They've already had this conversation when he first took over 100 B15, because. It's almost like watching the um, the Mauler brothers on Invincible. Right? Like who's the oh, original yeah, yeah, clone? Yeah, yeah. Which one is better? Oh, I'm the superior Loki. Oh, I think you mean I'm the superior Loki. So this conversation is already taking a weird point because Loki 2 is like, so I'm supposed to be your assistant? And then when he calls him Loki, Loki 2 is like, oh, don't call me that name. You can call me by whatever the, um, the, the employee's name was, whose body he was inhabiting. And then Loki goes into the thing. He was like, yeah, look, I'm trying to team up. Kept them busy at the Renaissance Festival for you. I was trying to help you out. And Loki too is like, yeah, but... I understand you're trying to help me. I'm under, I understand that you want to team up, but yeah, no, I'm going to decline because I'm not interested in ruling the time variance authority. And then when Loki one is like, okay, so what are you trying to do? And then what, you know, while they're sitting there talking, we kind of get a, a shot of one of the reset charges and someone sitting there fixing the reset charge. So at this point, before I realized that this was an enchantment, I really thought that she was possessing these people. So I was like, okay, so who's the other person who's setting the charges? Like what, what's going on here? what is she doing? So at this point it cuts away to Mobius and the other agents finding C-20, her telling them, look, I, I gave it away. I told them where to find the time keepers, how to find them. And they're calling for Hunter B-15 to see where she is. She's waking up. She has no clue what's going on. And so at this point, you already know, like you see that this is about to be a setup because she doesn't realize she was enchanted by the other Loki. All she knows is that she was with Loki and now he's gone and she's waking up from being unconscious. So you already know she's about to set this Loki up to take the fall for whatever it is she's doing. And then Loki realizes that what's happening as he's trying to talk to Loki 2, he realizes that there's reset charges all over the place. He's like, oh, so you're gonna blow the place up. And when he looks, Loki 2 is gone. And then he turns around and he gets attacked by the big burly enchanted person. And there's a little bit of the action for Anthony that we we get a little bit of a fight scene. I don't, well,
3: Just just a little bit.
0: I was going to say, I don't know if we can call it a fight scene as much as Loki kind of getting his ass handed to him. Now, here's the other thing that I was confused about. Loki has his powers. Why is he not really using his powers against this dude? Nobody has an answer. I don't
1: know.
3: Because we see him use them earlier when
1: he well, because that's not I mean, that's not really the other Loki, it's just another person. Maybe he's like, Okay, I'm already in enough trouble. Why am I gonna use my powers against a regular person who's enchanted with the possibility I might kill them and then they'll probably prune me on sight like but, immediately? So why even train mm, why even chance see, the thing, uh,
0: Well the thing I I don't know because it's like I feel like Loki has enough control of his powers that he can use his magic without killing someone if he wants to. Mm. Yeah,
1: but but he can't trust the other Loki to not put him in a situation where, because the other Loki is basically him, so if he tries to get the enchantment out, the other Loki put that person in a situation where if something happens, he can get killed, and he's going to get blamed for it. So Loki, Loki 1 gets blamed for something that Loki 2 actually mm-hmm. tricked him right. into doing, because you gotta remember they're both tricksters so they both know how to fix something to make it go their way to go the way that they want it to go so he's like
2: and none of the and none of the loki's ever listened to the original loki about anything (laughs) so you know so it's basically you know it's a wing and a prayer asking them even to like tie their shoe correctly i mean they just don't do it you know there's a whole mythos of this whole loki
1: thing it's a mystical version of the Mahler twins. It's like nobody wants to be <laughs> yeah. the clone, and they all both want to be right. So
2: right, yeah, and and they and like I said, they never, ever, ever do anything. I think maybe like in the nineteen seventy two, they actually listened to him for like thirty seconds, but other than that, nothing. I think I
3: think we are close. I think it has a lot more to do with his intention and purpose, mm, and not necessarily okay. okay, you know, defending himself. Or trying to give him a hand like he's trying to talk mm. to loki he's not necessarily trying to get out of this situation so it doesn't benefit him to knock the person out because it's the only way he can communicate with loki you know what i'm saying mm. like he could yeah. easily mm-hmm, use mm-hmm. his powers to overwhelm this person and move on but that okay. wouldn't that wouldn't benefit that. him to what he's trying to do.
2: Okay, I, I guess I could roll with that. Yeah, okay, I see that.
3: You know, why, why obliterate the person and then that's the only way you can talk to Loki. Like, that's the only way you're gonna be able to talk to Loki. So why knock the person out? Mm.
1: Well,
0: this is true, sure, sure. yeah. Yeah, because I think at that point, Loki really thought that he was talking to the actual Loki too, instead of, you know, we mm-hmm. see later on that is like you said, it's an enchantment.
3: No, he he. Knew, once he realized it was an enchantment, that's why he kept saying, "Why don't you come out and talk to me?" Like he was he was saying, "Why don't you come out and talk no, to me?" Like, no, he was saying he was saying,
0: "Reveal yourself, show your real body." I don't think he realized that it was yeah. a set. Like
3: no, no, he knew, he knew he knew that wasn't the person. He 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 knew exactly what was going on. That's why he was saying those things. Like when he said, "Reveal yourself," he was like, "Oh, this is an enchantment." okay, so show me where you really are. Like, show me who, I want to talk to you. I don't really want to, he was basically, I don't want to talk to the Enchantment. I want to talk to you. So why don't you come out? Why are you so afraid to show me who who you are? Yeah,
0: but I don't, I don't think it was a, a where you are. It was a who you are, because if you think about it, this Loki can change his appearance at will. So he, I mean, we've seen him do it. We saw him appear like Steve Rogers, more than once, he's appeared as Thor. So I, right, was but,
3: but he specifically said, Oh, an enchantment like he knew what it was, he knew what it was. Yeah, but
0: what was but him changing his appearance would be an enchantment, too. Remember, this Loki has uh, powers that the original changing your no, appearance no, is not no, enchantment. That, no, 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 that's different. different, that's different,
2: not that's not enchantment. enchantment. That's different, yeah. Okay. that's different. I know, I know. It this does. sounds confusing, but it, it but it, 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 but it's actually uh, not. I, I guess. Okay, I guess the best way to describe it would be. Uh, okay, do you remember the old Bewitched TV series with yes. Samantha Stevens and, and and Dora? Do you remember when Doctor Bombay used to show up?
0: I don't remember anything specific. I just remember the show. Okay,
2: all right. Okay, well, they had this doctor named Doctor Bombay and he was the witch doctor, and he would show up to cure Samantha's various ailments, and he would give her something, and she would take it, and she would go to sleep, and then Serena, her evil cousin, who's also a witch, would pop up and do the episode, and when she woke up, she was all better, and she was Samantha, again, same concept.
0: Okay. Oh, the look on your face! I'm just. It's. it's oh this. man.
2: Look on your face. I'm so sorry. And honestly, and, and honestly,
3: Hanako, me. I thought your question would be, okay. So if it's an enchantment, how was she able to like control the enchanted person and still do what she was trying to do at the same time? Like, how was she able to multitask and,
2: and no, do because all that? Like,
3: I- is talking to the enchanted person the same as actually talking to the original person? I thought that would be your question.
0: And see, no, because if I think in enchantment, I'm thinking that they're, they're magically controlling that person and she can probably do that mentally without actually, you know. But again, I was thinking that Loki thought that uh, what was the Ralph? I think that was the big dude's name. When he was fighting him, I mean I even have it in the background. He says, If you had any honor, you'd fight me as yourself. That made me think okay, that he thinks that this is just a disguise and that he's actually fighting Loki too. No. But that's not no, the he, case. He's he knew, fighting. He knew it was an from when they
3: first, first one, touched the, the ground guy guy yeah. at the to, to, to when he first touched yeah. the plant and it changed to be 15, mm. he knew it was an a he, because yes. he didn't shape shift into her, she just started acting like her, like Loki. Mm. So at right. that point, yeah. he so, knew so, it wasn't a get, he knew that wasn't okay, the okay. yeah,
2: yeah. Basically, if the person isn't inhabiting them but they're controlling, then that's the thing, yeah, okay.
0: So, yeah, so Loki gets his ass kicked by Ralph. He gets attacked by little robot dogs. That was so mm-hmm. funny. Cause I was like, that For was, sure. I was not expecting that. Like you have this little comical moment in the midst of this seriousness. But when he goes after him again, he says, what do you want from me? And then that's when we get the lady Loki reveal. And she's like, look, honestly, this ain't about you. And it's kind of like, how can it not be about him? So basically what she does is she has created a relay set to a timer. And when the timer goes off, you have all of these reset charges that she has stolen throughout time. And they're all over the store.
3: Okay, I I have one thing to say. Did you see the number, the sheer number of reset charges? Each one of those reset charges represents... A dead TVA team.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking right now. I have the look, I, I I'm doing what you said not to do, Anthony. Freeze I am frame. freeze, freeze the frame screen. And it looks like it looks like there's at least at least 20 reset charges in set an, throughout the door.
3: Four to five yeah. people per team.
0: Per team. She's
3: right. killed. That's a that's lot of a dead, dead TVA agents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot yeah. and then the reset charges are not even resetting the way that we've seen them reset like earlier in the episode when they reset the charge at the renaissance festival you right. could kind of see um like it did in the first episode when they erased loki's visit to i think it was malaysia where he landed you could mm-hmm. kind of see it kind of fan out and erase everything in the area that's not supposed to be there no these reset right. charges they disappear, like they sink into a hole and they disappear. Time
3: doors, they all go into time doors. Yeah.
0: Right, And, and, and Mobius happens to see one of them do this and he's like, okay, so where are the charges going? And then we see at the TVA, all of these different timelines are starting to show up, branching out from the sacred timeline and they are like, everybody's panicking. They're looking at the screen like, what the hell?
1: It's, and a such, was, it's a distraction. It's a distraction.
0: It is, but I mean, that's one. That's one hell of a, a distraction. But what does now? it
3: do if they need to mobilize everyone to prune all those timelines?
1: What's left it, vulnerable? The Time Wizard. The, right. the, the TVA. The
3: tva The There's nobody there. Right. Yeah. And and, then,
1: right. and that's that way. That way. She. I mean, she already knows how to get to the Time Lords or whatever the hell they're called. So now that there's hard timekeepers, but now that there's nobody there, now now that now she can go to the TVA with minimal resistance and actually actually implement a plan to get to them, right? Because everyone else is. Right. And I I feel so bad. I I became Anthony, like like just really uh, because I I literally someone someone went through and wrote down. Like, on Renslayer's monitor, they were listed, like, 20 times where the um, things Where they went. were
0: time-bombing. So, yes, I'm looking time at it right now. Um, Phong Nha, Vietnam, and
1: yes. uh, August 15th. Port- yes, Lisbon, Portugal, Vermeer, Thornton, Colorado, Cook- Cookville, Tennessee, Asgard, mm-hmm. Rome, Sakar, Tayo, yeah. Columbia, Finland, Ego, Ego. Titan, New York, Xandar, mm-hmm. Kingsport, Tennessee, and I looked them up, and I felt like Anthony. I was like, "Why did I do this?" Because half of those things had nothing. There was nothing happening at those exact dates that they had on there. I was like, "What the entire fuck have I been doing?" I mean, of course. Did you
2: sleep at all last night, Good Lord? No,
1: I no, I did it today. I did it today.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I was there,
1: looking. There like I could have told you, brother. There's
0: some major dates it. on here. <laughs> don't do it. And. and I mean, there's there's
1: 1492 in Lisbon, of course. That's that's um Christopher Columbus. Um, there's a couple of other ones that that actually came up, but it's like nothing happened in 1522 in Vietnam. Like nothing, nothing happened in 1551 in Thornton, fucking Colorado. I only think Thornton, Colorado didn't even exist in 1555. I don't know why the fuck I looked that up. I was <laughs> like, it's first not of there. Of it's not of there. Of <laughs>
2: First of all, <laughs> Vietnam at that time was part of Japan.
3: <laughs> okay, so what, what is what is the what is the name of a movie device that doesn't really do anything? What, what do they call that? It's called a, it's called a marble a distraction. distraction. <laughs> but anyway, so so that's what the the those reset devices are. They don't ever really explain what they do. They kind of show us what they do, yeah. but not really. So like. Sending them through time doors creates multiple timelines, doesn't go with what those things actually do. So, unless she adjusted them somehow or changed them, because I I noticed they did change colors.
0: Yeah.
3: But I I don't like when things like that happen. I'm I'm not a big fan of the Deus Ex Makina thing, I'm just not a fan of it.
0: Yeah.
2: They they kind of
3: bothered me a little bit.
2: Yeah. well you you obviously must have had a huge problem with the whole virgo comic book line Then i
3: yeah, did
2: <laughs> yeah exactly <Actually. laughs> yeah
3: exactly that's why let's not
2: go there but <laughs> um yeah and i actually kind of agree with you too because they they've done that a few times uh they did that in torchwood once which pissed me off um Uh, they've done it a few times. Eureka, they did that once in Eureka. And I'm sitting there going, why do you feel the need to do this when we're watching something? I mean, they almost did it in Stargirl at the end of last season. And I'm like, again, this is one of these things, one of these, here we go, tropes again, that you don't need to do to make something interesting. They throw it in because they think that we, as the viewers are not smart enough to figure this stuff out and it really pisses me off <laughs> I, I, no I'm just saying it does I mean there I can name you show after show where they do this just to sort of get past explaining something but they're assuming that you as the viewer are like well oh, that's gonna make my head hurt if I think about it too long I, it, it's just yeah I mean there, there are a lot of
0: things they
3: they could done differently, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. but
3: I don't know. It seems like the, the, using the device was sort of a cop-out.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, yep.
3: I, I mean, I w- at first I was focused on, man, all those dead agents. Yeah. And, then I was, and then I was like, then how does this even work? Like, why does this even work? Like, they mm-hmm. didn't even give us a scene where she adjusted the devices. Like, what do they, see, my mind goes into this weird place. Like, what is actually occurring? Like, why is this happening? Because she sent those devices off like that. Yes. You know, but I understood that the purpose was to show us, to me, uh, I, this is not a theory, it's an observation. Mm-hmm. But it was just to show that the TVA is going to be emptied out because they got to go prune all these timelines.
0: Yeah, basically she just made them vulnerable. What she did was, and the analyst said it: someone bombed the Sacred Timeline. And I have to say this about the analyst because you guys know that I love pointing out when people from some of my other fandoms are in shows. So the bumbling... Analyst who was trying to make the phone call to alert, you know, what had happened with reset charges. That is Jordan Woods Robinson. He played Eric on The Walking Dead for four years, and he's also one of the original members of the Blue Man group. So, oh, yay. Wow. I love seeing him uh, in stuff. So, um but anyway, so yeah, so she just bombed the sacred timeline. And like you said, now they've got to send agents to all of these different locations effectively clearing out the TBA, but also now she's looking at Loki and she's like, bye. She opens up a portal to take her somewhere and her plan is to leave Loki behind to take the blame for all of this because of course they don't realize that he's actually found the variant. So what does Loki do? Mobius and B-15 and one other hunter, they're running towards him trying to tell him to stop and he's like, yeah, nope. he goes through the portal after loki too he didn't have a choice i
1: yeah yeah it was it was yeah yeah it was either stay there and get pruned or go there and and have them think that he turned on him he didn't have a choice he had to go right
0: because and and at least this way if he follows the variant he can possibly find out what the end game is (laughs) pun intended (laughs) oh yes now (laughs) but he could find out like what is her end game what is she doing like what exactly is she trying to do anthony you're muted no
3: i, I was counting i oh, was okay. counting i'm sorry i did a freeze frame and i was counting the yes movie. you did like,
1: how, how else are you trying to devices.
3: get did freeze frame I, I was i was up to 50 so. oh okay oh
0: jeez so, yeah so well, that, yeah. that's a
2: lot yeah well, you know, I, well, Anthony, I, you'll understand this. I, I got a little bit of a Missy vibe toward the end, as in Missy from the Doctor. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. It just I was, was like Missy Elliot. I was like, what? yeah, I
1: was thinking <laughs> Missy <Elliott>. No, <laughs> no, there's, there's super a super fem- fly, super
3: super fly, super super <laughs> one of the companions. There is she.
2: She's uh, she's a female version of Doctor Who's greatest adversary called the Master, and she's a female version. She's called Missy. Mm, Okay. And I got a little bit of that type of vibe, but she's awesome. In fact, I would just watch nothing but her because it's Melissa Gomez from Gotham. uh, And she was also in uh, Riverdale. Okay. Uh, uh, Actually, she was in uh, Sabrina, a little bit of Riverdale with Sabrina. But anyway, um, I got a little bit of that vibe because my my thing is, is that I may not like a certain female character because they get on my nerves, but I do love a good devilish female villain that is just pure villain and not using like say femme fatale type of a thing but just pure you know steampunk you know umbrella mary poppins type just gonna with a sword you know if you've ever (laughs) if you've ever read any of the uh amelia peabody uh mysteries uh uh, basically amelia peabody but only evil you know that sort of thing okay Okay. Again, I'm bringing books in, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I liked, I did, like I said, this is not my favorite episode. I wasn't the biggest fan, but that last part, I actually, cause I rewatched it while we were talking, I'm revising my opinion a little, and I actually liked that last part a little bit better.
0: Yeah. I think this episode did a lot to push the story for it. And I know there's still a lot that we have to learn. We're only in the second episode and this is only a six episode series. So yeah, we're
3: a third of the way through. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. But, but I feel like the pacing of what they've done so far is consistent, you know, with what we've seen. From the Disney Plus show so far, like we have enough information to kind of sorta maybe piece together what might be going on, but we still have enough mystery to keep us intrigued. Like, okay, so what's about to happen next? Like I was not expecting her to time time bomb the sacred timeline and empty out the TVA. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I mean, cause even Renslayer picked up her pruning stick off of her shelf. Like she's about to go join in the fray too. So if she's the main judge and the person that's in charge right now, and she's going to join the fight, who's going to be left behind? the analysts or the, 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 whatever you want to call the people who were in the computer room, the, the people who are monitoring the timeline, what are they going to do? They're our soldiers.
3: The guy getting the printout of everything everybody says.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm fascinated by
2: the pruning sticks because the pruning sticks, I, I, I noticed something that I was like, huh, that looks interesting because the sticks looks, looks um, familiar to me but I can't remember where I've seen them, so I'm like, it mm, looks interesting. Um, yeah, ignore me. <laughs> it, it's taken me over an hour to actually go, you know what, I'm revising it. I actually kind of like this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch it again, you know? I mean, I didn't watch it until late this afternoon, so.
1: Okay, am I the only one that thought that Renslayer picked up the staff of the Living Tribunal?
2: What? No, I thought that too. Oh, okay.
1: No,
3: I, I didn't.
1: Okay, I remember, did. remember in... in um. In the first Doctor Strange, um, Mordo had the, when he was neuro-training, he had the staff of the Living Tribunal with him when he was went- he like opened it up and it got static and you like swung it around.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I, yep. At first I,
0: I I'm I, gonna be honest, I've only seen Doctor Strange once and I don't remember most of the movie. That's yeah. okay. That's one of the yeah. I I, I thought I thought,
1: I thought I thought that's what she had. I was like, Oh shit, it's really about to go down.
0: Yeah, that yeah.
2: I no, I remember that and I remember that because my husband has over forty watches, he's like, I want that watch K Z has. I'm like, no. <laughs>
0: All right, anybody got any final thoughts about Loki episode two?
1: All right, shout out, shout out to Roxxon making the making this debut. Um, for those who don't know, Roxxon is basically a, a big bad company. It's mainly an oil company. It's been all over Marvel in one iteration or another. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody watched Cloak and Dagger, it was basically the big bad company in Cloak and Dagger that killed Dagger's father. But it's a big bad company. Like Rocks cart is a division of it. Um, it's basically LexCorp without the bald, the bald-headed, mega, really smart megalomaniac. Um, <laughs> shout out to the one Loki variant that was Lance Armstrong. I thought that was snarky as shit and funny as all get out. Um, I don't know what they have against salads. That poor salad didn't stand a chance. Why you gotta pour water in his salad? <laughs> um, also that that little juice box that he had was yet another one, was just like the Cola. It was a discontinued juice box brand, Boti. Um, so they brought that back too. So apparently the I want I actually want to work for the TVA now, just so I could maybe get like a Joe Cola or like some Dunkaroos or something else that's not made anymore that I can like. I can go back in time and get and in, in have. I still
0: make Dunkaroos. I do. Hey,
2: hey Mike. I haven't been. There. I haven't been on site for 15 months, but my job actually stores tab in the vending machines.
1: Oh God. I know, right? That's terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do people actually drink them? I buy the tab. Ugh. Ugh.
1: <laughs> I like I'd rather have,
0: But yeah, no, they actually
2: have tab. I'd
1: honestly rather have a RC cola, <laughs> but I digress. Um. I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing how um how she Loki's plan gets into fruition. Um I'm kinda I'm kinda scared for Renslayer because if she if Winslayer gets in her way, like she doesn't stand a chance really. I feel bad for her. Maybe maybe Miss Miss Menace will become become like a, a holographic fighter, like and come come out and kick, come out and kick Miss Loki's ass. That'd be a good fight. I wouldn't mind seeing.
0: I don't Oh, think that so would be cute. That would be cute. I don't I, I'm you looking know. I'm looking on the IMDB and Miss Minutes is only credited for two episodes. Oh uh, so I think that's it. But I would have loved to have seen like a you know live action version because that would have been that would have been fun. That would be fun, but yeah, something—I don't know—something tells me if Miss, if Miss Minutes is only in two episodes, I don't know. Something about the way the episode ended with all of the agents leaving the TVA. Mm-hmm. Something tells me the TVA may not be standing after this show is done. No
3: theories here. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, the he TVA he is understand. not going
3: to be a thing in MCU movies. Yeah, and it, and, and it's going to leave. Open a multitude, multiverse of madness that is available for someone like, you know, I don't know, Kane to come in and, <laughs> and try to assert his dominance over all the timelines or even the main timeline. It's going to be a veritable quantum mania in a multiverse of madness.
2: (laughs) And let us let us not forget that uh, uh, originally Kang is ultimately responsible for Ultron being created.
1: What you going to do when the TVA goes wild on you? at quantum mania. Kang
3: Kang is a descendant of you know Franklin Richards. Yeah.
2: Right. Exactly. Reed Reed Richards' father.
3: Franklin Richards, who was a time traveler, that King might actually be, his name is actually Franklin Richards. Fantastic Four confirmed. Exactly. Here nor there. So, which which relates to the Paramount version of Fantastic Four, because
0: Right, okay, exactly. you guys are going Fantastic way off. Uh, you no, know, we're gonna. No, we're yeah, we're we're gonna reel all of this <laughs> <gonna laughs> in. so because because you guys are about to go into like theory territory, which Anthony do. does. I know, do right? right?
1: I'm saying what's up. That? That. That, that was a big Fantastic Four theory. I'm like, and Frank and Franklin right, Richards, yes.
3: Fantastic Four confirmed.
0: <laughs> no, sorry, so on, sorry, that sorry. Note, <laughs> on that
1: note,
0: on that note, we we're gonna end the episode here.